Welcome into a Monday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, what would it take to get DeJounte Murray? It was quite the spectacle this weekend at Truist Park with the Atlanta Braves and Freddie Freeman back. And playoffs, playoffs, one Falcon says that they could surprise people and be a playoff team. All of that today, it's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Well, we welcome you into a Monday edition this final week of June on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. We remind you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser, find us, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. Of course, we're also free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review when you find us, download it for free. And of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We continue to talk about the, oh, I don't know, the next step in the NBA free agency. Thursday is when NBA free agency starts. Also, uh, always a fun time of the year. And look, Thursday can't get here fast enough as a Hawks fan because I want to see what the Hawks are going to do. And we spent a lot of time last week talking about the draft leading up, the moves, the media, all these kinds of things. There continues to be, and again, I don't know how credible this is. I don't know how much I believe but there continues to be discussion about the idea of DeJounte Murray in a John Collins package. Now, what would it take? Now, first off, let me say, I'm very intrigued by DeJounte Murray. Terrific two-way player. He's a good scoring guy, pass, assist, rebound, defense. He's got all the things. So when we're talking about the smallest – oh, by the way, we also got reports over the weekend. Remember when I told you Bradley Beal would – do nothing but sign that 50 60 million dollars extra he's going to get from what yeah he's going to stay there in washington so take him off of your list and your radar of all the people that you want to see for the atlanta hawks because he's not turning down 50 60 million guaranteed dollars to go play for another mediocre franchise sorry i mean you can like that or not like that but you know 248 million dollars is 248 million in the bank but dejounte murray i saw reports talking about the idea of that the spurs want three first round picks including a package. Now, again, in the NBA, you've got to make the money match up. So it can't be just a situation where it's three first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. That doesn't work in the NBA. you got to make the money match up. He's about $17 million a year as a player. So you got to you know, be somewhere in that 20-some-odd million dollar or so range, maybe a little bit more and things like that. So I saw some deals. By the way, one of these was just kind of crazy. One included Delonte uh, Wright, which would make any sense because he's an unrestricted free agent but i saw a deal that would package both john collins and deandre hunter and one or two draft picks for it that seems a little bit rich to me to give up what if it was it was john collins and three future first round picks unprotected or what have you okay yeah i'd do that deal but are the Spurs going to do this deal? I mean, that's the thing that I keep running back to. Why are the Spurs trying to move on from their best player? Why would they make a deal that isn't going to instantly get them better and you're rolling the dice on future draft picks and things like that? Again, it just doesn't make sense. Now, we're also hearing reports that now, oh, John Collins is done and out in Atlanta. He's not coming back and 
he's going to be gone for sure. We all told him he was going to be gone on draft night, and that didn't happen. So this is why I kind of get a little bit eh, not really buying into what some people are selling me out of all of it. But if you told me that it's a package that is John Collins and DeJounte Murray, and that gets enough of the salary, maybe we have, maybe they have to throw in some scrub or whatever like that off their bench to kind of tweak this thing a little bit. Okay. And two or three first round picks. Great. Great. I, I have no problem giving up any first round picks at this point. And I'll give you that answer here in just a minute, but I do want to mention our friends over at betonline.net. That is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. All of the sports that you want to bet on. You've got all of your sports scores, podcasts, news of the season. It's your fastest, easiest way to check in with your favorite teams, events. you got all kinds of different ways you can play. Wagering information, live betting, esports, all kinds of scores, everything else. You love baseball. You love MMA. You love boxing. You love golf. You can get mixed up in all this kind of stuff. So we want you to head over today to the website. You can use your mobile device to learn more about some of the trends and the action. It is betonline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information where the game starts. Now, why do I like this idea of giving up draft picks? Because we're past the point of trying to only develop draft picks and find our stars through the draft, right? We're in win now mode. And if you want to move on and start giving up assets, I'd much rather give up my multiple future assets of draft picks in this deal than I would to start giving up Collins, Hunter, this, any other. I mean, I love DeJounte Murray, but you talk about the idea of losing both Hunter and Collins. You're giving up a lot at that point. That's a lot of cap, a lot of assets to have to give up. And they would have to throw in a player into that mixer or whatever as well. I saw um, some reports uh, out there that were talking about one of the other guys that would be mentioned in a possible trade. Um, that would be, it would be DeJounte Murray and it would be uh, Keldon Johnson. Now I scratch my head a lot about that because, okay, so San Antonio is ready to give up both of their best players. Okay. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense out there, but anything that would involve multiple draft picks, as a Hawks fan, I'm all for it. And and again, I'm not excited about the idea of most packages I've heard, you know, when it comes to John Collins. I could get behind something with Collins and draft picks if it landed me DeJounte Murray. I'm not going to get behind the idea of I have to give up multiples of players and multiples of starters. Like I said, especially DeAndre Hunter and John Collins. Now I really start to weaken up the core of my team. Because the reality is Gallo's not going to be here. You're going to move on from Gallo. You can you can save a whole bunch of money, whether you trade him, cut him, whatever like that, before the new league season starts. He, you're going to move on from him. Bogey's got this year and one more year. So you got two years of Bogey that's left. So you've got some things coming up where some of the guys that you thought would be your core, like Collins, sign Hunter to an extension, those pieces are going to go away and you're going to start losing other people. Now you can say, well, we'll just go bring in stars. Okay, that sounds great. Who are we bringing in? Zach Levine? Oh, that's right. He's not coming. He's going to sign with his own team. Well, what about the B? Oh, no, he's going to sign with his own team. You, you don't you, you don't have guys like that that are just going to, again, guys are not going to walk away in the NBA from 50, 60 million guaranteed dollars to go play for another average franchise. Sorry. You know, I, they won't. 
Remember when Giannis was going to, oh, he's going to opt out and go play with LeBron and all da 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 da. What did he do? He stayed. He took less money and stayed for two hundred twenty-five million in Milwaukee, because that was still forty million more than anybody else could offer him. So again, <laughs> unless you're going to trade, you're not going to get some of these top guys to want to leave their organization because they can get the mega money from those teams. So if I start giving up lots of assets, even adding Murray, it's going to make me, I think, a little bit better. But is it sort of a step forward with a couple of steps back? And now I've got to start to rebuild the roster. Because remember what Travis Schlenk said. They're not going to do a major overhaul on this team. Brother, if you you lose Gallo, you trade Collins, you trade Hunter, that's a major overhaul. <laughs> There's no other way to spin it at that point. And, and you give up draft picks, that's a major overhaul. So if you can narrow it and keep it to where it's John Collins and draft picks, I'm all in on that. But if I have to start adding players and adding draft picks and things like that, I'm going to have to reevaluate what a trade, what that would look like. All right. When we come back, one Atlanta Falcon thinks that they could be a playoff team. Playoffs? Playoffs. We'll talk about that next. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery from Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Find us in your search browser there. When you get to our page, subscribe to it. Leave us a comment. Of course, free and available, too, to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. When you get there, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment as well. And follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Last week, wide receiver for the Falcons, Olamide Zacchaeus was talking to D. Orlando Ledbetter, a buddy here, about um, this upcoming season for the Atlanta Falcons. And he had this to say, quote, I feel like we're a playoff team. We just have to put everything together, really start fast at the beginning of the season and not get into a hole. I just feel like as a team, we can shock a lot of people. Now, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is playoffs. Playoffs. Now, look, that's a really lofty goal. And I uh, applaud and appreciate you know, Zacchaeus for coming out and saying something like that. But is that reality? Most likely not. I think there is six win teams. So six and 11 is not going to get you into any kind of playoff. And you're going to have to find probably what, you know, three to four more wins to be able to be a playoff team. What, what would have to happen for the Falcons to be a playoff team? One is you'd really either have to get Marcus Mariota, and that would be the most likely thing, to be honest with you. Most likely would be Marcus Mariota plays, has his best season ever as an NFL quarterback. You know, a veteran, been in Arthur Smith's system, picks it up and adapts right away because here's the thing about a rookie quarterback. There's going to be a learning curve, okay? You know, not everybody's, you know, even Peyton Manning, think about how bad he was in his rookie year, right? As many interceptions, as touchdowns, and this, that, and the other, and the Colts were okay, but, Again, you're going to have a learning curve, and that's with one of the guys who's considered the greatest prospects to ever come into the NFL. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a situation where Desmond Ritter would put this team to playoff as much as Mariota would play out of his mind. The other thing about Mariota is he probably plays 15 out of 17 games. He'd have to have his healthiest season. What would a great year for Marcus Mariota look like? 35, 3,800 yards, 25 touchdowns, five interceptions. He'd have to play out of his mind. That would be one. Number two, your offensive line 
would have the biggest jump and growth of any offensive line in the league. Because that is the massive question about this offense is, I don't care if we want to run it, we want to throw it, we want to do this, we want to do that. You don't have your offensive line set. So whatever combination of guys, you run it back with the same guys, new right tackle or new left guard or new center or whatever that combination is, I don't really care about the name on the back of the jersey. But as a group, they would have to drastically get better in all phases. Run the football, pass block, you name it, they would have to get much, much better in all of that. So your offensive line would have to leap forward. You'd also have to become a very good running team because you're going to have to find a way to effectively run the football in the NFL. We could be a team that on third and two can line up and push you backward, and we can put it through there and keep the chains moving. So their offensive efficiency from a play calling standpoint, especially from Arthur Smith, would have to be outstanding. So Mario's got to have the, the season. He's got to have the best season in his career. It most likely has to be Mariota. He puts up big numbers and stays healthy. Your offensive line takes a big jump forward. Arthur Smith becomes a top 10 play caller. Your wide receivers develop. Then defensively, the first thing you start with is we become a 40-sack team. That, that would be the first thing that you would have to jump into this thing and tell me would be a 40-sack team. Why do you have to be a 40-sack team? I'll tell you here in just a minute, but I want to mention my friends over at Athletic Greens. Listen, everybody's trying to get in shape, right? You see I'm a little bit more tanned up, trying to get healthy, trying to eat right, summertime, all this good kind of stuff, right? Let me give you something, a great easy way for folks that are on the go, busy, can't find a way to always eat healthy and include all the vitamins and everything that they needed. One scoop of Athletic Greens, and you got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, everything that you need to get the day going, right? And look, we're all trying to figure out a way to get healthy, but also not break the bank, right? Well, this is going to cost you less than three bucks a day if you're investing in all of this. And it's an all-in-one nutritional insurance supplement. I mean, you got over five, uh, 7,000 five-star reviews of this product. So it's not just some ham and eggers. It, you know it's going to be a great product. And right now is a way to reclaim your health and your immune system. We're getting into summertime, right? Summer's here. We want to look good. We want to feel good. Put a scoop in a glass of water. Take it first thing every day. That's all you got to do. That's simple. That's it. You don't have a million different pills and supplements in everything that you got to do. So right now to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network, athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership of your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance out there. So check it out, one scoop, and it gives you everything that you need. Now, why do I say 40 sacks? Go look at playoff teams on average over the last decade or so. 40 is always sort of that magical number that if you can find a way to get into 40 sacks, that can make you a defense that's worthy of being a playoff team. Yeah, you got to be better pass defense. Running. Okay, start with sacks. Okay, it it so much of, of defense in the NFL starts and ends with sacks because if you can sack the quarterback, you can figure everything else out, right? I mean that 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 old adage about oh you got to be good against the run and I get it, but if you can sack the quarterback in today's NFL, you do the number one most important thing on defense in the NFL. You change up down and distance. Nothing more important than changing up down and distance in the NFL. The playbook for third and two 
is a lot more broad and open than the playbook for third and 12. And so if you can sack the quarterback and create havoc on the front of your defense, you can get away with a lot. That's how the Falcons got away with their defense in 2016. They didn't do a lot of things well, but they had the NFL sack leader and they could get to the quarterback and they could wrestle the quarterback down to the ground and make him get up looking out of his ear hole. So if you could start with that and make yourself a 40 sack defense, now think about how big of a leap that is from 18 to 40. I know that sounds crazy, but that's about where you have to be. That if you look at the top, if you look at playoff caliber teams, that's where they land. So easy, right? For Olamide Zacchaeus, I got the blueprint. I can make this real simple for you. Mariota plays 15 out of 17 games, has his best season as an NFL quarterback. Your offensive line makes the biggest jump year over year of any offensive line in the NFL. You can run the football effectively and average over four yards per carry, and you can become a 40-sack defense. If you can do those things and you can jump that whole, get that big curve that you can jump in one year, yeah, yeah, you, you could be a playoff team. You could be a playoff team. Your quarterback plays great, sack the quarterback, run the football effectively, offensive line can hand it out to anybody. Yeah. That's the blueprint. Now, what's the reality of that? I don't know. Listen, I'll be happy if we go from 18 to, say, 30 sacks this year. You could tell me we could get to 30 sacks this year. I'd be, you know, happy as a pig and slop, right? Give me 30 sacks this year. Let me see some improvement out of our offensive line. Let me see what our answer is going to be at right tackle or if there's a change at center or whatever like that. Even if you run it back with the same guys, tell me that Jalen Mayfield is a guy on the move on the rise. Tell me that Matt Hennessy gets better. Tell me that Caleb McGarry can at least be adequate at right tackle. Again, I don't care about the names on the back of the jersey. You got to tell me that they're going to play better. And tell me that Marcus Mariota can stay healthy and play at all and, and help out this offense. Because again, I don't think honestly that you can tell me that a third round rookie quarterback is going to magically leave. Well, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks did it with Russell Wilson. Yes. With the best running back in the NFL, the best defense in the NFL, and a terrific offensive line. Yes, if I can have prime Marshawn Lynch, the Legion of Boom, Bobby Wagner, and all of those guys, sure. I can play Ritter and probably find my way into the playoffs. Short of that, how'd you like to play, Mrs. Lincoln? Because we don't we don't have Bobby Wagner and the Legion of Boom and all that defense. We don't have the best running back in the NFL. We don't have an outstanding offensive line. We don't have any of those things right now. What we have is a lot more questions than we have answers. So I appreciate the hype and the excitement and everything that Alameda Zacchaeus has. And look, that's what you're supposed to say, right? I mean, I don't want one of my players to say less than, hey, we're not going to be a playoff team. We're going to suck this year. No, stick your chest out there, brother, and, and say it with some conviction. Say it like you mean it out there. But if we can knock out those few things that I mentioned, yeah, listen, stranger things have happened in the NFL. All right, when we get back, it was quite the spectacle this weekend at Truist Park with the whole Freddie Freeman situation. We'll talk about that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into the search browser. Find our page there, subscribe to it, leave us a comment. Of course, we're free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download it and leave us a five-star review, and then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH3 one. 
six. Well, it was quite the spectacle this weekend at Truist Park. Um, the Dodgers came in. They took two out of three. Okay. Dodgers. Braves finished two and four against the Dodgers. Oh, panic. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Remember, uh, by the way, last year, the Dodgers, um, or the, last year, the Braves finished two and four against the Dodgers. Remind me how that ended. How, I can't remember how that ended. Uh, how that all worked. Anyway, so two and four against the Dodgers. It is what it is. And now you get ready to go kick the crap out of Philadelphia and the Bryce Harperless Phillies uh, up there this week. I thought it was interesting, the pressers that started on Friday. I was on afternoon radio on Friday filling in and we were, you know, watching some of the video. We were starting to get comments and things like that. And I get it. And and I think that there's a lot of, lot of raw, real emotion with Freddie Freeman. And I think in a lot of ways, and, and I don't think his Dodger teammates necessarily like this, because I'll mention Clayton Kershaw's comment here in just a minute, but I think there is regret in Freddie Freeman. I think you I think you heard a guy on Friday that wished he was still here in some ways. Now, doesn't mean that he hasn't embraced his new team or he doesn't accept being a Dodger or, you know, he's got all this angst or whatever like that. But I think that there is a idea of his management is his agent, if you will, because uh, it's an agency, his agent, if you will, screwed up. They dropped the ball. Now, by the way, what's also going to be fascinating is this agency is also the people that represent Dansby Swanson. This was going to be Freddie Freeman's final contract as a Major League Baseball player. And I said this from the start that this was the big deal for Freddie. Let me get one last deal to take me to almost 40 and that's it. And I and I believe that the whole time it's kind of playing out and that's why he got all the years and everything, five, six year minimum out of all of it. I thought he may want to hold out for another year, but five, six year minimum, right? Doesn't matter what he's going to be five years. Doesn't matter. He wanted one more lifetime deal. And I think he thought for sure that was going to be with Atlanta and that he would not leave this organization coming off a World Series. Let's get this thing done. Well, you know, his agent and this and that, they backed up laying no corner and you know, it, it all went haywire, and now he's a Dodger. But I think you saw on Friday, if you watched the press conference, heard the clips, this and the other, he had to get up at the start, walk out, come back. He talked about his teammates and all this kind of stuff. I think you see a guy who, I, I don't want to say buyer's remorse, but I definitely think he felt it for the first time of, man, I'm not here. You walk in, it's not just walking into that stadium and going into the dugout. Because when the Braves came out to L.A., it's all the L.A. people, right? Yeah, you saw your former teammates and your manager and all this, that, and the other. But when you came back here to Truist, it's the security guys, and it's the clubhouse guys, and it's this guy, and it's the ticket guy, or this guy, or that girl, or this lady, or whatever. It's all those familiar faces behind the scenes. It's the caterer, right? I mean, it sounds silly, but it's all of those people that you see that you've had a connection with for years, and I do believe Freddie is a genuine guy. I don't think he's a, you know, I don't think he's just putting on a fake, a phony smile and crying and, and all that kind of stuff. I do believe he's genuine about it. But I think the reality of it finally hit him. And maybe this emotional dump is what he needed to get over this. Now, when I get back here in just a minute, I'm going to talk about Clayton Kershaw's comments because I thought what he had to say was rather interesting. But first, let me tell you about my friends over at Blue Nile. Dot com. Look, 
it's summertime, you're out and about, you maybe find that girl, you fall in love, okay, you want to go and get yourself a ring and let's go ahead and make this thing for a lifetime right, no better place than to go to BlueNile.com. Whether you're looking for engagement rings, whether you're just looking for regular fine jewelry, right? You want a necklace, you want a reward, you know, you get something great happen, anniversary coming up, whatever like that. You want some diamond jewelry, no better place to go than BlueNile.com. And look, they've got all these cool online tools that help you build your engagement ring of your dreams. So you got these little simple online tools. You can choose the size, the shape, the clarity, everything, the setting, everything about it, and make your kind of one-of-a-kind perfect ring, okay? Also, if you're just looking to celebrate these special moments, you got an engagement coming up, or I should say a uh, anniversary coming up, or what have you. What, whatever the event is, it doesn't really matter, right? You can always impress her with some fine jewelry. You've got experts that you can talk to 24-7. You get on the phone, you go onto their website and chat with them. Doesn't matter what your budget is, budget is excuse me. You can find what you need, and they'll help you figure all of it out. So make your moment sparkle with BlueNile.com. And listen, Locked On Sports uh, listeners, you'll get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. So this is exclusive for podcast listeners. $50 off, $500 or more. Use the code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Put that in the box, and every order is insured, ships free, discreet packaging. The lady won't know what's uh, inside there. It's stress-free. It's easy to shop. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right. Clayton Kershaw brought up comments about what Freddie had to say about some of the remorse and regrets. And he didn't really say he regretted the decision because that would have come across as a little bit wonky for the Dodgers. But I thought Kershaw brought up an interesting point. Hey, you know, we got a pretty good group over here too. And hey, you know, we brought you over here and paid you all this money, you know, to be part of our organization. It didn't work out there, but now this is your family, right? And I get that and understand that. But I think the same thing, if, if Clayton, if Clayton Kershaw came here to Atlanta, and, and maybe it's a little bit different because Kershaw's not in the prime of his career, but if you were still in the prime of your career, if Clayton Kershaw four years ago had come here to the Atlanta Braves, and the first time that they went out to LA World Series and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 it'd be sort of the same thing. I never expected to be anywhere else, but with the Dodgers organization, they drafted me, they brought me in, they brought me through the organization, blah, 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 blah. It's just don't always see these kinds of things. So I, I understand completely what Clayton Kershaw's point was. Hey, we're over here. We're, we're your family now. We're your new team now. And I get that. It wasn't like Freddie Freeman was going to throw a game or whatever to help the Braves out or whatever like that. But there is an emotional dump. When, when, when you when it's been like this your whole life and your whole career and you all of a sudden come back to this special place where remember they were bad, you know, for several years when he was here early on in his career, then all of a sudden they got good and then they became a champion and he was a big linchpin in all of that happening. I think that there is an, an, an emotional dump that has to be expected out of all of this. But I also think at the same time, that once you get all of that out of you, then you can move on. So if for this weekend, it meant that Freddie 
had a lot of emotional tie-in to the Braves to get this out of him, that'll make the Dodgers a better team in the long run. Because now he doesn't have to focus on this anymore. The Braves are not playing the Dodgers anymore. There's no more of these games. The series is over. They don't come back to Atlanta. The next time if these two teams play, it's going to be in October. It's going to be playoff baseball. So you don't have to worry about this emotional dump or this trip coming up. I mean, don't forget, he's also coming here and getting his World Series ring, right? And his family was a big part of the community, the wife and the kid and all. I mean, there's so many. Well, we talked about this with, with Freddie about what he means to Atlanta. You saw how the crowd reacted to him. You saw even last night on the Sunday night game, standing ovation in his first at bat. They played Friday, Saturday, played last night on ESPN. First at bat, standing ovation. Everybody's up. Big applause. He had to step out of the box, tip of the cap, took off his batting helmet, right? There's still a lot of love here between these two. But sometimes you just need to get that emotional dump out of you. And I appreciate Freddie Freeman. I appreciate everything that he's done. And let me tell you, when the umpire says play ball, I want to beat his brains in. How do you like that? I want to kick the crap out of him and the Dodgers because I could care less about the Dodgers. He's now with the enemy, but I can I can mix in celebrating his greatness and what he meant for the franchise and then turn around and want to kick him from behind and knock him out and go beat the Dodgers. But the good news, I think, honestly, for Freddie and the Dodgers is that this is over. And they took two out of three. They don't have to worry about this happening again, at least not until the playoffs. And then it'll be a different story. Because I ain't rooting for Freddie Freeman come playoff time. I ain't celebrating Freddie Freeman come playoff time. We got to put our hard hat on and we got to go kick the crap. Why we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. We want you to make our friends over at ATL Day Ones your second listen every day. That's my buddies Jarvis Davis and Tanitra Batiste talking to you about all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. They're going to talk Braves and Falcons and Dogs and Hawks and everything else that you want to talk about here locally in Atlanta. They are free and available on our YouTube page. Find Locked On Sports Atlanta in the browser. Subscribe. Also available on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey, Five Star Review Us. And then, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta.